Welcome to this week's Mesha Chochmashir. We had a bit of a hiatus while I was in Singapore, and then last week over Pesach. But I want to get started again, so we're starting with this week's Parsha, at least here in Chotzlaret, Acharimos. So the Mesha Chochma comments on something that um, that the uh, the Parsha opens with. The parsha opens by introducing the laws of well, the parsha opens with the laws of Yom Kippur, but it introduces them by setting the time when the laws of Yom Kippur were given by saying, Hashem El Moshe Hashem spoke to Moshe Achrimos Shenei Bnei Aaron after the death of the two children of Aaron. This is Vayikra Tezayin Pasuk Aleph. So the the question is, um, what is the connection that between the death of Aaron's two older sons and Yom Kippur? This is repeated again a pasuk later. Uh, don't enter the uh, the the, um, what's it called? The Kodesh HaGadashim within the Paroches, Kiba Onan, um, which is on the Aron, below Yom Asin, you shouldn't die implicitly like your sons died. Bezos Yavoel Aron HaKodesh, Papapa Makar Chatos, and then it says, and this is how he enters the Kodesh HaGadashim with a par, etc. So there's a tight link being made in the opening Sukim between the death of Aron's sons and the laws of Yom Kippur. So Yerushalmi, in the first parak Yuma says, Lama humaskir misasan Why does it men- mention or remind us of the death of our own sons when setting up the time that Hashem taught Moshe the laws of Yom Kippur? to teach you, al Yisrael. Just as Yom Kippur brings a kapara to Bnei Yisrael, kach misasan sal tadikim al Yisrael. So to the death of Tzadikim um, atones for Yisrael. Okay, so that's the connection. End of story. We could close the book. No, not quite. So the Meshachachim's problem is um, that this really only shifts the question. Because we started by saying, why is one connected to the other? That they're both going to be in the same Pasuk. That Hashem mentions the death of Haran's sons when introducing the laws of Yom Kippur. Then, it, what's our answer? Because the two atone similarly. So we're still left with the question of what exactly is the connection between the two? Except now, instead of asking that they're in the same puzzle, we're going to ask what's the connection between the two that they should offer the same time type of atonement. So, skipping ahead a little, because this is a very long um, comment of Meshachachma that I'm going to try to summarize. The overall categories, the, the klolios, the general elements of the Mishkan, come in three parts. And each of these three parts show you something about three parts of another three. Olam. Shana and Nefesh. Olam meaning space or worlds. Shana meaning year or times. And um, 
nefesh being soul. So what are these three parts? So we'll look at Olamos first because Meshach Achma does. You know, Olamos Chalukim L'Shlosha. The worlds come in three parts. Why do the worlds come in three parts? Olam Shitachas Gagal Hayireich. The world that's under the orbit of the moon. Shekazu Bovaretz Nasan Levnei Adam. The world was given to people and Meshach Achma adds Blush and Rabin. People, not to a person. Because the human species um, rules over the earth. No one person controls the earth, but humanity as a whole is in control of the earth. Something that um, perhaps um, climatologists would be would be thrilled if it was a little less true right now. But it is true that we influence the earth. Sometimes this one, sometimes that one. And a person has control over it, has influence over the world. Zorea, we seed, kotzer, harvest, choresh, plow, bone, we build, and all this. From his surroundings, a person's fed his whole life. So we get air, we get water, we get food, and so on. So our relationship with the world under the sphere of the moon, the lowest of the three world, three domains that he's going to speak about, is very much a partnership. We contribute to the world, and the world supports us. Now going one world up, and the world of the spheres, the orbits, the planets, space as we would call it nowadays. They have an influence on people. Megadim where we use the sun to know what the day is, to have heat, to have light. Heat comes from them. And this is a little more astrological. But people have very little influence on, on the stars. So it's possible that we have some control on on the, on the sun, but he really means via via the clouds. Really, the only example we have of human control over the sun is something like Yoshua stopping the sun and the moon. So in general, or almost entirely, it's a it's a one directional relationship. There's very little that we contribute to space, but space provides for us. Nowadays, we know that there wouldn't be heavier elements. There wouldn't be human beings. There wouldn't be carbon. There wouldn't be oxygen. If there hadn't been stars before ours that um, that combined the hydrogen um, into heavier elements. So it's true that the, the stars, space contributes to our lives, but we do nothing to contribute to space. Vashlishi olam sechlim nivdalim. The third olam is that of um, of of separate intellects. No, that's not the word I usually use. Okay, pure intellects without any any body. Sar Yavan, Sar Paras. 
Michal Sarchem, Mushpaim Ma'at Ma'at. These are the angels, right? The angels have Hashba, right? Greek has has its Greece has its ministering angel. Persia has its ministering angel. Michael is a ministering angel. And all these and their influence is little. It's just to be a connection between them and what's beneath them. That the like it says that the um the defensive angel Michael was silenced. And like the angel, the the um, Ishmael's ministering angel who uh, fought with Yaakov. And above all the angels, there is God who has Hashkacha uh, Pratis, individualized divine providence. And all these angels have their influence through his decree and his will. He's not influenced at all. He obviously doesn't need his creations to complete him. Which he created from nothingness. So what we see in the, when he's discussing the worlds is that the Meshach Chachman divides the world into three domains. There's the, the world that we live in, Earth, or as he puts it, under the sphere of the moon, meaning under the orbit of the moon. Um, and there, it's more of a partnership relationship. We get from the world and we contribute to the world. There is the world of, the, of space, of the spheres, of the orbits and the stars. And that world has influence on us. It contributes to us heat. It contributes to us light. We have a calendar because it has orbits. As I mentioned, although the Meshachachma doesn't, um, the very elements that the earth is made out of come from the stars. And, um, and also he mentioned astrological influences. Uh, so the stars influence us, but we can influence the higher worlds as we find with Yoshua about stopping the sun. Um, or if we, um, or if we, what's it called? If we influence the clouds, that changes how the sun's in, sun influences us. But in general, there's very little influence. And then the third one is the angels who mediate between God's will and us. And there, it's almost entirely one direction, right? We receive, we can't contribute to God. Same thing he's gonna say about the soul. The lowest level of the soul, of the nefesh, sorry. The nefesh is specifically that aspect of the soul related to life. So it's the lowest, it's a term for the lowest functions of the soul. So the nefesh has the lowest level is, you know, the digestive system, the, um, the liver filtering the blood, the lungs, um, they get their nutrition from, the, from food, right? And they are the lowest level and we take care that you know they have a bi-directional relationship with the world then comes the lave the heart which we don't mean the physical heart we mean the the seat the core of the person he says hakoes it gets an anger just like and he says the behema nami 
Like the Gemara in Brachos, Samach Bey, says, uh, anger is also a, a feature of animals because animals have a Yitzhahara. It has fear, right? It has worry, it has hope. These are the forces of the heart of the second level of the Nefesh, right? Um, which he associates to the humor, so therefore it's the heart in that sense. But we would still say that the heart is the seat of the emotions. That's sort of the metaphor that we talk about. The heart's at the core of a person, um, you know, geometrically. So this comes also via food, but it obviously has more influence on us than being intimately connected with food and biological processes. So emotions are one step further removed. And then the third step, the highest level of the nefesh is the rosh, the head, which is the mishkan haseichel. The mishkan, which he's using that term intentionally because he said he were metaphor, or the metaphor we're using is the mishkan, the seat of the uh, of the mind, which has incredible influence over over everything we do, right? But is very uh, little connected to the body, um, except through what we just saw, the lower levels of the nefesh. So it's also that those three levels, the lowest level being a partnership, the second level being more lopsided, and the third level being exclusively in one direction. Similarly in the Mishkan, the Chatzar, in the Chatzar, in the courtyard of the Mishkan was the Mizbeach. And on the Mizbeach, we served HaKadosh Baruch Hu. we let's say brought 70 uh, cows on, on Sukkot, on Sukkot, in order to, uh, to bring favor and atonement to the 70 worlds, to 70 nations. This is where we, um, we broke our bonus in general to get kapara. Um, so we get a, a bi-directional relationship out of the avoda that's done in the, um, in the, on the Mizbeach. Right? We get our relationship to God going and God therefore provides with us. Then you get to the Heichal, that is the front room of the Mishkan, and in the front room of the Mishkan, we have the Shulchan and the Menorah. And the Shulchan is the table with the, with the bread on it, the Lecham Apanim on it. And from there uh, comes all wealth. That is the spiritual source of all wealth. And on the other side is the Menorah, which is the spiritual source of all um, wisdom. So again, we see a flow coming from, from one way to the other. And what do we do? We do very little. Um, we, uh, what's it called? We, we have the Vazichin on the Mizbeah. Um, so what do we have? We have setting up the Shulchan. We have the Ktores. Very little is done in the, in the Heichal. So again, that is a place where mostly we receive, but there is a small element of contribution. And then you have the Kodesh Gdashim where it's entirely to receive. And this is, um, Yona ben Amitai, uh, this is Yona in, in Mafter Yona. So what do we get in the book of Yona? He runs away from Israel because he's trying to escape Navua, because Navua comes from the um, comes from the Kodesh Gadashim. There's all, all, the only thing we do is one small thing because there's always that one small exception, or else we wouldn't be 
connected to the world at all. So we had the one small connection to to the uh, uh, how the intellect uh, receives from the world. We had the one small connection to how we influence angels. And now we have the one small connection, just to keep the connection going, once a year we go into the, the Kohen Gadol, goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim for, um, for what's it called? For, um, to keep the connection to that highest realm. So now we have the, the Kodesh HaKadoshim is the highest of three realms. Similarly, we have in the year, I skipped a, a chunk because uh, I think this class is already running a little longer than I intended. So in the year, when it comes to time, so the days of the week, very clearly, we do our work, we receive. Shabbos, what do we have? We have much less work, but through the three meals, through the Gimel Su'udos, and, and similarly through, through what's it called? Through, um, uh, what's it, whatever, through the three Su'udos, he writes, Ukiyote, um, right, we get the, we get this connection, sorry, we do contribute to Shabbos, and Shabbos provides for us the holiness that we get in the whole, through the rest of the, of the week. So it is sort of like the Heichal. It's interesting, he doesn't mention this, but the Heichal, remember, the most that we do in the Heichal is the Lechem upon him once a week. So that's kind of interesting that, that it's also, that's Friday right before Shabbos. He also connects this to Isartem, Eravtem, Hidlikwas, and there, the three things that we're, that the Mishnah says we should remind the family immediately before Shabbos. Isartem, because the Shabbos brings us, um, uh, what's it called? Isartem, did you bring Miser for the food so you could eat the food? Because that brings the bracha on your food if you give Miser. As it says, Aser Bishfield Tzitzasher, you should tithe in order that you should be wealthy. Eravtem, the Erov, which he says is probably the Erov to carry, which is our normal use of the word Erov for Shabbos. And that uh, gives us life because all life, um, life requires motion, um, at least if you're not a plant. Or maybe it's like Rashi says, it's the Erov Tchumim that you could go um, 2,000 Amos, but that's even more about motion. Hedlikwes Haner is the uh, is what how we get wisdom because or huachachma or zutora light is wisdom light is Torah and through this light we get Torah although I would have said that through the light of the Shabbos candles that is how we get Oneg Shabbos and it's through Oneg that we get Navua it's through Oneg that we get it's it's uh, for Shalom bias it's only through peace that we can sit and think it's when you don't have peace you're kind of uh, busy with your physical needs and you don't get this. But in any case, uh, Shabbos is where we get the Kedusha and the wisdom for the week. And therefore, it is the second world. So the fir our first world when it comes to time, our first domain when it comes to time, is the six days of the week where we have that partnership model. Second one is Shabbos where we feed it a little and we get most of what we get out of it. And then the third realm is Yom Kippurim, which is Shabbos Shabbason. It's more than Shabbos. And we do very little for Yom Kippur, right? We don't bathe, we don't eat, there's no pseudos, there's no drinking. 
right? Um, there's nothing to prepare for, at least in terms of our physical needs, right? And it is mashpia, it brings kaparantara for the whole year. And therefore, it is, it is corresponding to the angel, angelic realm, right? We dress like angels, we say Baruch Shem Kavod like angels, because it is that third realm, the angel-like realm. And this is why it's on Yom Kippur that we go to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is also the third realm. And, and, um, what's it called? And the, okay. And therefore, this is the, the third realm. Now, when it comes to Sadiqim, we also have these three domains. The lowest, the most physical level of, of tzaddik, and he's not calling this lowest. I almost said lowest. He intentionally, he denies that. I mean, this is not, but the most physical kind of tzaddik is, um, this is like most people who learn, right? They learn in order to do, um, in order to um, supply the community, right? Um, They pay for the community. This is the tzaddik who supports the community. He definitely has a shba'a on the world. He embodies It is a tree of life for those that hold on to it. It doesn't say just to those who study it. So the most physical of the of the um, the most physical of the of the tzaddikim is the one who supports his community, and he is truly the one who's learning lishma because it's he's learning almanas lasos and his focus is on asiya. Then you have the the gedolei hador. The gedolei hador are busy learning; they really don't spend as much time supplying the people on the physical level, right? Um, And the, the, for example, Rav Hanina, we see in the Gemara, was supported by the community. But he did teach Torah. So on the physical level, he is a recipient, and it's only on the Torah level that he has hashpa'ah. So things flow down from him, but he's not really a partner. And that corresponds to what we saw in this second domain in these other, in these other topics. And then we have the first, the highest level of tzaddik, and this is, and Moshe thought that that he and Aaron were on this level, but it's not true, because Aaron um, not only got kuna for himself, he got kuna for his children. Moshe was not only the Moshe Rabbeinu, but he also had the law of Melech. So as a king, he's supplying the physical needs of the people. So they were not actually the ones on that level. He now the. Meshechachma, and now this is where it all gets tied together. Meshechachma is saying that um, the people that the Nikdash Bichvodi, who begeder Aaron Elokim, the people who were who sanctified God during the the sanctification process in the Mishkan. They are like the Aron. 
And that is Nadav Avihu. And that is why they are Mechaper like Yom Kippur. Because Nadav and Avihu um, did not receive anything from the nation, right? They die as soon as their kuna starts. They do not pass it off to their children. They get nothing in exchange for their relationship from the people. They are entirely, it's entirely one directional. And therefore they were the ones who were Mechaper like Yom Kippur. Because like Yom Kippur, they are the ones that all they did was enough to keep the connection, to be connected. There was no actual receiving from the nation as a whole. The relationship was entirely one-sided. The Lachain, he concludes, Nismichu misasan liyom kippurim. Their death is is uh, written next to Yom Kippur. My Yom Kippur, eno mekabel klal. Just as Yom Kippur receives nothing from us, umashpiyah lechol ashana, kapara v'tarem, brings kapara and tara to the whole year. Kein misas nadav aviyu shayumashpiyim belomushpoim. Their their death brought a hashpa on us, but we didn't. We're not mashpia them. The dog. So that's the meshachachma. It's a very interesting meshachachma, I think, because it it changes how we view our relationship to Shabbos, to the days of the week, to Yom Kippur, um, more than how it changes our relationship to tzaddikim, because he's saying that tzaddikim or mechaprim is only for a high rarefied type of tzaddik, um, implicitly he's saying that Moshe and Aaron wouldn't have qualified. It would have to be somebody who's entirely um, influences us, but receives nothing from us. If there were such a tzaddik, um, then his misa would be mechaper. But in general, um, tzaddikim are either of the first two types. Either they are... Um, developing their role in the community and support the community, and therefore they are like the days of the week, or they are ones who study, who only supply the, only quote-unquote supply the community with knowledge, where they are like Shabbos. But, um, but there is no tzaddik who is, it's very rare to have a tzaddik for whom we would say misasa mechaperas. Um, just as it's very rare to, you know, the number of times that, that any human was allowed to enter the Kodesh HaKadoshim was also, well, after Aaron died, very rare. And uh, just as the, uh, so this is the realm most disconnected from normal human existence. Um, I hope you found that as interesting as I did, this cosmic correspondence between the Mishkan, between time, um, space or universes and um, and the various types of tzaddik um, this notion that uh, that we're really in this world to participate with this world and Shabbos is only for Shabbos it's not to be a lifestyle Yom Kippur and the and the you know being angelic is even a more rare experience and um and this is how we bring sanctity to the world. We bring sanctity to the world by knowing the proper balance between each of these domains. Hope you have uh, enjoyed the rest of the week and have a great Shabbos.